Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clip and Roll. I am your host, as always, Justin Russo. And joining me, per usual, is big time Tommy McTomerson's. Tomer Azarly from Clutch Points. Tommy, what's going on, buddy? How you been? I don't know what the fuck you just addressed me as. Tommy McTomerson? I need you That's... to try to keep the language to a PG level tonight, sir. Speaking of PG, uh, no. Yeah, well, that would have um, been a great segue, actually. <laughs> I'm not that smart, though, as people have uh, come to find out. <laughs> All right, take two, take two. No, um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's fresh off of practice, did a little bit of shopping, did some work at home, and we are ready for a potential second uh-huh. Clippers score to return uh, in the next couple of days, potentially. What'd you, what'd you do shopping? Because I, I also went shopping after practice today. What'd you get? Oh, I just went to Costco, got some croissants, I got some flowers, I got some, uh, these keto-friendly cookies, but I think I got a defective back, there's a giant chunk in there of something. Uh, what else did I get, what else did I get? Um, some dinner tonight, uh, some uh, salmon, let's see, what else, what else? I think that's pretty much it. Picked up some dry cleaning, it's pretty, pretty light day. Wow, this man went uh, balls of the wall out here. What's practice ended? He said, "I got to hit up every store." I mean, I just just had to just had to make sure I can squeeze it all in before uh, get home. Because once I'm home, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going out again. You're not getting me out off my couch or out of my seat. I'm 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 in my my shorts, my boxers, and I ain't leaving. To quote uh, to quote uh, what's his name uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Buddy, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm the same way. If I get home, I'm not I'm going not back leaving. out. Yeah, I'm not going I'm not going back out, man. Like I went to the mall today to pick up a shirt or to see if they had a shirt that I wanted, which they did, and I picked one up and once I got near my house, I was just like second I pull in the driveway, I I I'm not leaving. It's 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 a wrap. I'm sorry. <laughs> like if you need something, it ain't happening. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I saw my garage door and just went, you know what? It's destiny and just pulled right in. I was good. But uh, we, uh, we, got a, yeah, go oh, we got a lot of Clipper news to cover because it's been a little while since the last one. However, in the meantime, the Clippers have clinched the eighth spot. Yay. They can't go up. They can't go down. They're going to be in the plan. We've known this for a while, but they officially clinched the eighth spot. With a win this past Sunday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans, who are basically an arch nemesis and a thorn in the side of the Clippers. I believe the Pelicans had won five straight games against the Clippers. So the simple fact that the Clippers were able to beat the Pelicans felt like a really big deal. And they controlled the game thoroughly since early in the second quarter. You know, PG didn't shoot well. Reggie didn't shoot well. But the team as a whole played very well, and that's what you were looking for. So now, because they won that game and they won the prior game in Milwaukee, the Clippers are now 39-40. and There's three games left in the regular season. We're going to get to those three games a little bit later on and discuss something that you and I have talked about, that we've asked questions about to people if they care about it, but we will get to that later. So with these two wins and with the game before, Paul George has returned. I guess that's technically the big news is Paul George did return. The last time we talked, we said he had been upgraded to questionable. Well, he did return. 
The Clippers have gone three and one since his return, and they've won two of the three. Basically, he's played three of the games. They've won two of them. They've lost one, which was a heartbreaker in Chicago. But for the week since his return, Paul George, and I'm going to round up on these numbers just because it's easier. He's averaging 24 points, six assists, four rebounds, only shooting 40% from the field, but 52% from three. Um, Before I keep going on about how he's looked, what have you seen out of him that has both been good and, you know, if there's a negative or so? Uh, Paul George has been um, good at keeping keeping the ball tight. Not that many bad turnovers, I would say. Um, I think he was kind of prone to that a bit earlier in the year he's kind of good for about three or four of those just just boneheaded kind of passes i think it's what kind of when he gets tired um i I think he's done a good job protecting the ball for the most part um since his return uh he's been unable to score inside the arc but just has been lights out outside the arc which um i mean i guess you'll take because you know three over two (laughs) like one more point like um you figure that part of his game will come over time but uh, PG has been um, a really good shooter from outside in his return. Uh, I think he hit, uh, what was it, six of them against Utah? I can't remember off the top of my head. But I know he had five against the Pelicans. All five of his field goals, actually, from that Sunday game were, against, were from three. Um, he had six against the Jazz last week. He had two against the Bulls, two of nine, though. Um, so we're seeing some, some good shooting games from Paul George. Um, I, I do think that. Um, he probably just, you know, conditioning wise, he's probably better than a lot of us thought he would be at this point. And he obviously credited Brian Shaw in you know, his first post game interview. He said that uh, Brian Shaw had him running a ton, unnecessarily at times, uh, but it really helped him keep his conditioning up. And you saw that when he came into his first game uh, against the Jazz and he played, what was it, 30, yeah, 31 minutes and 32 minutes against the Bulls and another 30 minutes the other night against the Pelicans. So. Um, he looks prime. He looks ready. Just, just gotta use the next couple of games to to clean things up and um, gel with some of the teammates. I mean, this is only his third game with Robert Covington the other night, so um, hopefully Norman Powell can return and um, maybe we'll see them play together for the first time. If not Wednesday, then maybe this weekend. But uh, it definitely seems like there, there's there's a lot going on there with guys coming back and PG looking good. So lots to look forward to. Uh, speaking of Norman Powell. Um, we're recording this Tuesday night. So when I say tonight, I mean, Tuesday, uh, or today, I should say, uh, today when Norman Powell or when today, when we were at practice, we were informed that Norman Powell was going to practice. Um, we believe that's the first time he's practiced with the team since he, since his injury. Um, and I should clarify that while he is practice, while he did practice on Tuesday with them. It wasn't a five on five practice. Um, they did no five on five practice whatsoever, supposedly. So they just went through with like their usual practice regimen. And that's what Norman was able to per- per- partake in, if I can say the word partake. When the injury report came out, so the injury report comes out around five o'clock every night, uh, day before a game. Injury report said Norman Powell, doubtful. Um, which means he's been upgraded from out to doubtful. When Paul George came back, he was upgraded from out to questionable the night before. Uh, does that mean that Norman Powell is 100% coming back? I, I wouldn't say it's 100%. I think they're going to see how he does pregame as far as shooting around and how he feels. But 
basically what I'm trying to say is either Wednesday night against Phoenix or Saturday against, uh, I believe it's Sacramento, right? Saturday against Sacramento and then Sunday against OKC for the finale. He will play by the weekend. By Saturday, Norman Powell will have played at least one time. I think they would like for him to play twice, i.e. Wednesday and either Saturday or Sunday, because they are most likely going to be playing on Tuesday in a play-in game in Minnesota. So you like to get some kind of rhythm for him going forward. But the good news is Norman Powell is back on the court. He is back practicing. Paul George is back. Guys are slowly returning. Brandon Boston Jr. is no longer in the injury report. He was out for a non-COVID illness. He's he's no longer listed as out. So we are looking at what could potentially be, on Wednesday night, the cleanest injury report the Clippers have had since like the first month of the season, in which there's only two players listed. Jay Scrub, or excuse me, three players listed. Jay Scrub, Jason Preston, Kawhi Leonard. And I'm going to let you take over from here because we did uh, actually see Kawhi Leonard at practice today, didn't we? Did we not? We did. I just want to note one thing um, on the Norman Powell thing. Uh, I, I don't, I believe today was his first full practice with the team, but I, he did stay back during the two game road trip. And I believe he went through some four on four and potential five on five workouts. Some of the coaches who stayed back. Um, so I, I think there's a chance that he's actually gone through, um, you know, some actual contact and, and gone through some physical work. So he might be, you know, I, it would surprise me if he plays Wednesday, but, uh, you know, as far as him actually taking contact and playing with some of the guys, I think he's taken a little bit. Um, just just think that's worth noting. Um, as far as the, the guy we got to see uh, for the first time in God knows how long, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah, that was fun. Um he pulled out there. You know, when I posted my – this is the, the thing that pisses me off. I posted my video of him um, saying what's up or putting up the, the crypt sign or whatever it was, and I didn't see what he did. I literally just recorded him, and I saw him just wave his hands, and I just posted the video. I did the and same I was like, thing. And after, after I posted it, I was like, oh, he was he – was, uh, <laughs> he was yeah, – yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I just – I was like, oh, okay. I, I wish I captioned it better, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I said, I said like Kawhi Leonard said what's up, and people were like, yeah, that's not what he was doing. I was like, I know that after I actually looked at it. I know. I, I legit did not look at the video. I just I just recorded, cropped, posted, and then I just I went back to seeing what he was doing. Um, I think we, we then recorded him because he was going to pick the ball, started, started dribbling a little bit, talking to, um, to these coaches there. And then he just shuts us all down by saying, hey, I don't want you all recording me. Can y'all please put the why camera? Is, I don't why know. did you give him a know. Texas accent? I don't know. I just feel like that would annoy me. So, um, no, but Kawhi asked that, that we, we don't record him, so we didn't record him. As he went on to shoot across the court from us, um, he you know did a, took a variety of elbow jumpers, free throw line jumpers. Um, Threes. I think he took a couple baseline jumpers. He, he went out to the three and and, and – most of these jumpers included uh, some form of jab step, either with the right or the left, into into his his shooting, you know, his, his, his uh, shooting form. So um, there definitely was some movement. I, I don't think there. Was, I, I don't think I saw a lot of like side to side kind of lateral stuff, which I think is, you know, a, a big part of a return from ACL um, injury. Um, but I mean, look, it was good to see Kawhi shooting. Uh, does it mean anything? No. Uh, because 
I don't believe he's taking contact. He didn't participate. Didn't participate in practice to 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 our knowledge. Um, and it just you know Tyloo said he didn't see him when uh, when we asked if he saw the workout. So uh, I don't. It was cool to see, but I don't think there's really anything there uh, at, at this point. It, it really does not seem like he's super close. Like maybe if they got to out of the first round, or maybe if they got a seven game series in the playoffs, it could be um, there could be a return on the horizon, but. I just don't see it with only three regular season games left and um, and a playing game potentially on the horizon here. So um, he looks good, but I, I don't I don't know how much we can actually take from this, to be honest. It was good to see, though. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with your premise about there. We, we have no idea how much of this we can actually take. What I will say that I did take from this. And and maybe this is nothing. Maybe it's something. I have no idea. But this is just, just my just consider, personal. Before you say this, just consider Joe is probably listening to this. That's fine. Um, <laughs> hi, Joe. Um, what I took from it, and this is just me personally. I looked at it as this is the earliest we've seen him work out. And like, because like we haven't seen him shoot on the court like this. Yes, he went through that workout in Golden State. I completely understand. But us personally, at a practice, there early, had not seen him do this. So I don't know if there was a rhyme or reason for it. It's the earliest I've ever seen him. I mean, I say earliest, but yeah, I remember at the time that practice was today, it's probably a normal time for him to come out and do stuff. And we're just not privy to seeing him before. But seeing him before they did anything was a lot different than what had been taking place. He could have been doing this before. We just never saw it. But to actually see it felt different. Whether or not it is different is something we're going to have to find out, you know, in in a couple weeks or a few days. I don't know. I I subscribe to your theory of it, which is, I don't think he's coming back. And if he does come back, it won't be until late first round, maybe second round, but there's really nothing to talk about until then, because until we know, we don't know. That's just how I look at it. Yeah. Again, it was cool to see, but there's not much to take out of it in terms of, uh, I mean, it's good, it's good for, you know, social media hype and all, but like, um, I, then again, the, the counter to that is they didn't want us recording it. So, I mean, there's literally just us, Okay. <laughs> Type you say they. You say they. It's not they. It's him. Well, once he well once he said that, they agreed with him. So it was they. No, I, I yeah, I understand what you're saying, but like it wasn't like they walked up to us so like just don't record, just on their own whim. It it, it was him. Like so, does that I've mean never anything? Seen that. I don't know. I've, I've never seen that before. I I don't know what to make of it because I have no idea. What, I've never seen that before in my life. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. Moving on, though, and I don't mean to just move completely on from Kawhi, but talking about some of the guys and what they've done recently, like Marcus Morris Sr., post-game, after the win against New Orleans in which they sewed up the eighth spot, I, I honestly thought he had a very interesting outlook on himself and his own game where on a night where he scored 22 points on 13 shots, and played very good defense on Jonas Valanciunas uh, as the main defender against him. I thought it was a guy who was very open about what his role is on the team. Um, just, just simply because you don't really hear it this often, where 
he talks about how after the game against Utah, when PG returns, Ty Lue said post game, I need to go talk with Marcus because, you know, I, 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 I apologize to him about not getting him into a rhythm X, Y, Z fast forward to the new Orleans game. Ty gets him integrated. Marcus is leading the way, stuff like that. And Marcus gets asked about it, about the conversation. He says that Ty did come to him, but that he told Ty it's not a big deal. But the I words used were in- chill, chill. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Marcus said, quote, I said, I'm a vet. I'll figure it out. But the, the very interesting part of this is in the quote, he says, and this is the direct quote. It's time for me to be more consistent, not consistent, but be more efficient anyway. You know, it kind of being playoff time, take away the long twos and things like that and get back to my three point shooting bag. That is a very healthy amount of self-awareness because Marcus does take long twos, but I don't think him taking mid post post ups and hitting turnaround jumpers is the same as like him just taking 20 footers. So, I mean, he did it out of necessity, out of being the number one option. They had to play out of that with him as, as the you know, 1A to Reggie's 1B or vice versa. Like, you had to do that with with PG back, with with Terrence coming into his own a bit, Reggie getting some rest, and potentially Norm coming back. Uh, You're not going to need Marcus to do that much shot creation and really get to his spots. He's he's shown that he can be a very, very deadly three-point shooter, catch-and-shoot three-point guy. Um, And I think it's kind of getting to that time health-wise where that's what they need from him. They don't really need him to create and be that number one guy. They just need him to be the complimentary guy that they, that they kind of signed him to be. So uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's all connected to that. I, I, if I had to guess, it's, it's just guys coming back and them getting healthier. No, I mean, you're, you're fine. Like I, I, I agree with you. I think his role is besides Reggie and actually probably even more than Reggie, to be honest, his role has been thrown up into more flux than probably anyone else on the team because he he could be relied upon to be a mid-post threat, but he was primarily a catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter, stuff like that. And now it's like, no, Marcus, we need you to do basically everything else. And he's had to do that. And it, it, it's been an issue, um, but I think he's been a lot better than what fans would like to believe you know when you look through everything and i'm gonna give you a stat you ready for the stat shoot over the last let's see uh marcus morris from the game on march 16th until march 31st had a stretch where he missed 14 straight threes so he was he was going through it and wow. and i'm i'm sorry if you hear it Anyone who's listening, I'm sorry if you hear a train in the background, you know, that's the train telling me to shut the hell up, but I'm not going to. Uh, Marcus had missed 14 straight threes, though, and to see him actually kind of rebound from that and go four of six against New Orleans is a, is nice to see. But I also think when you look at Marcus's game this year and you see that he's averaging almost 16 a game, almost five rebounds, two assists, which the two the 2.1 assists are the second most he's ever had in a season. You know, shooting 38% on high volume from uh, 38% from three on high volume. And he's done it without the help of either of the number one and number two options for a large swath of the season. 
I kind of think people need to put more respect on Marcus's name and what he's been able to do. Not, not only that, I, I was going to say he, he. I don't know if you, you mentioned this part, but he's he, he's getting to the free throw line at, at an insanely higher rate than last year, almost double uh, what he was doing last year. Um, so he's he's really and he's shooting at eighty seven percent. So he's making it when he gets there. Um, no, he's, he's he's just been fantastic. I think you know, obviously fans are going to give him shit because they're fans, but. Um, you know, he's played well in the games that they've needed him to. Uh, he's dealing with, with – I still believe he's dealing with a knee thing that um, is never going to be 100%. You kind of just have to play through it and manage it throughout the season. Um, so I, I think they're, you know, managing him on back-to-backs, playing him the the amount that they believe they need to. Um, you know, Ty has talked about having to play guys um, and rest them at times at the expense of winning games uh, because he just felt like he didn't want to tax guys over – a potential comeback winner, stuff like that. So, um, no, Marcus has been really good for them. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing how he can get back to his, you know, last year kind of role where he was a really good complimentary three-point shooter, um, pretty deadly on the catch and shoots. And I, I, I'm curious to see how, how he gets back to that um, after being essentially a number one option all year. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be actually fascinating to watch. Um, before we get out of here, I do feel like we need to talk about some that – I find fascinating um, and rather interesting because the Clippers won the game in Milwaukee. Um, granted, both teams rested pretty much every player who you would classify as a star or superstar type level player. Um, considering they won that game, considering they won the game in New Orleans, they have three games remaining. They're 39 and 40. They play Wednesday night against Phoenix and Phoenix at the time of this recording is currently down uh, seven points to the Lakers early in the first quarter. But the Clippers play the, the Suns Wednesday night. They then play the Kings Saturday night and the Thunder on Sunday night. I don't anticipate the Suns playing their main guys in Wednesday's game, considering it is a back-to-back and, you know, they're so far ahead of everybody. They have nothing to play for. Why would you risk playing guys on a back-to-back kind of thing? And then they play two of the worst teams in the league. So I'm going to pose you the question. Can the Clippers, and for those who don't know, they have had 10 straight winning seasons. And by winning seasons, I don't mean 500 or better. I mean actually winning seasons, at least 42 and 40. They have 10 in a row. Do you think they can win their final three games and make it 11 straight winning seasons? Uh, Well, if you look at the standings, um, you have two teams that are fighting fighting to lose games. Uh, Davion Mitchell is about to have his minutes reduced uh, because they don't want to stay as competitive as they have been. Uh, The OKC Thunder um, have won two games in a row playing guys that you've probably never heard of. Um, I I don't anticipate them being able to do that against the Stay Ready crew on Sunday. I would expect them to beat the Kings as well as that's kind of going to be – the final sort of ramp up for the, for the core guys, I would say, and hopefully Norman. Oh, by the way, PG. one last thing about the Kings. They've basically already shut down De'Aaron Fox and Demata Sabonis. You mentioned the, sh- the uh, limiting Davion Mitchell's minutes to finish the season. There's also a chance they just don't play Harrison Barnes. Yeah, it's all possible because they're not trying to win any games. They're, they're fully eliminated. They are... Um, Right now, if you look at overall in the league, 
they are just two games back of Portland um, in the standings, which could, you know, change some things down the stretch. So uh, for lottery purposes. So um, definitely a chance that uh, they're going to pursue a higher lottery pick. And so um, there's just, they just don't have much to play for. And so I don't anticipate them trying to win. Um, if, if, if they do rest everyone um, on, on, um, on was Wednesday, I guess, if, if the Suns do rest everyone, I anticipate that they should be able to win um, pretty handily. I, I would not, I would not anticipate the, the Clippers losing that game against the Suns and they'd probably beat Sacramento and OKC. Uh, so I do think a winning season, or at least a non-losing season, I will say, even if they go two and two, um, they still, I believe, avoid a losing season because they finished what forty-one and forty-one. Well, they'd have to go two and one. They'd have to not two and two, two and one. Two and one. Excuse me, I don't know why I said two and two. Yeah, if they go two and one, they at least avoid a losing season. But I definitely think uh, that a potential uh, winning season is, is is very very attainable, all things considered. I think the. The Suns just hate the Lakers so much they're going to try and beat their ass and then play play their reserves on uh, on Wednesday night. But we'll see. We don't know yet. We'll we'll see who the Clippers play, who the Thunder roll out there, who the Suns roll out there, and uh, kind of go from there. But uh, definitely it would be cool to see him get another winning season. When Terrence Mann was asked this at practice today, because uh, we asked him about um, if it's something – You asked him. I say – can I just say – I'm not going to take crew. the credit. I'm not going to take the credit. I'm just saying you we asked them, the media. The media asked them. You are part of the media now. You can't I'm just do that saying, anymore. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Those media members spoke with Terrence. Oh no, you. Oh, my God. This is why I don't like recording with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways. Okay. Anyways, when asked if it's something that the team has discussed, i.e. possibly having 11 consecutive winning seasons, he said, nah, we don't really discuss it. Or his exact phrase was, nah, we don't really. And he meant discuss it. Um, yeah. So I buy that. I buy that. I, I really, think I, do, I focus do on trying to play well, get guys healthy uh, because they can literally be regardless of the record, whether they're 42 and 40 or 41 and 41, they're going to be a, a pretty good eight seed if they can get guys back. So they're just worried about getting healthy, playing the right way. And um, it'd be nice to have that, but I don't think, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to look back and say, Oh, this is the season that they ended their streak. You know what I mean? Either way, it was a wildly successful season with everything considered. <laughs> like the fact oh, yeah. that they even clinched eighth with a week to go is utterly insane. Uh, a couple more things, real quick. Um, should I say it? I asked Ty Lue today. Is that okay with you if I say that? I mean, now you're just sounding braggy, but okay. Okay, that's what I thought. Anyways, Ty Lue was asked today if he thinks that PG coming back. And Ty staggering Reggie and PG because one of them will always be on the floor together or will always be on the floor no matter what the unit is. So he was asked if PG coming back and him being able to stagger Reggie and PG has kind of helped Terrence and Luke get back to their normal roles. And and the reason that question was asked, and, I, and yes, I was the one who asked it, is because <sighs> over the last... Oh my God, please don't. Is because over the last few games, since PG's return we've kind of seen a little bit of a difference, especially from Luke Kennard and especially from Terrence Mann. For instance, in the four games since PG's return, so Utah, Chicago, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Luke Kennard's averaging 16 points, but he's shooting 48% from three. Now, the three-point percentage isn't anything to write home about as far as he's concerned because he's the league leader in three-point percentage. But the five games before that, 
he looked like he had run out of steam. He was only averaging eight points and only shooting 29% from three. And some of his misses had looked pretty bad. And it looked like teams had game planned him out of the situations. And the Clippers offense was struggling. They lost all five of those games. PG comes back. He's able to get more open looks. So let's start with Luke Kennard first. With Luke, do you think that he has been arguably the biggest beneficiary of PG's return rather than Marcus or, or Reggie in this instance? Ooh, it's a pretty close one, but I'd say, <laughs> I'd say it's probably a combination of, uh, Oh, that's tough. It, it, I feel like it's almost a one, a one B situation here with Terrence and Luke, because Terrence really had to do a lot of backup point guard, just because backup point guard work because of who was on the team. And uh, you brought up a good point that, um, you know, they, they've been staggering um, Reggie and PG more, which has allowed Terrence to play off the ball, be more of a slasher, be more of a transition threat, while the other guys kind of just spot up and, and, and trail him. Um, so I think he's been a big beneficiary of that. But, I mean, Luke has been just as much of a beneficiary, if not more, because of his ability to um, – he, he looks – I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but he just looks a little more confident. Like he's taking shots that are a little tougher, more contested and making them. That shots that maybe a week or two ago we were saying, oh, why is he passing that up? Oh, why is he passing that up? Like he's just he's just firing away and you see the results. He's a freaking amazing three-point shooter. And um, you, you see him knock it down. So uh, I, I don't know if it's a bit of a confidence thing there. I mean, guys are going to go through their you know ups and downs a bit through the season. So maybe it's not a big deal. But um, he definitely looks like he's got a bit more – of a quick trigger and confidence back in that shot with um, PG back and uh, guys kind of settling back into roles that they had prior to PG's injury. Yeah. I, I, I just think that's kind of the case is guys have been able to comfortably get back to the things and the role that they've been used to. And when Ty was asked today, what, ha- what the goal for this week is because they are locked into eighth. He said it's more or less about fine-tuning and trying to figure out what his exact quote was, fine-tuning for sure, and trying to figure out rotations, who plays well together, the right combinations. The last few games, we had a chance to do that with PG coming back, so we got to continue to work on that. So I think ultimately that's the big thing for them going forward towards the playoffs now or the play-in is to figure out what lineup combinations work, which five-man units you can kind of get away with, stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, and we're going to have a pod later in the week when we get some semblance of an idea of who the Clippers are going to match up with in the in the first play-in game, it's very much looking like it'll be Minnesota, but Denver's down 10 to San Antonio with eight, uh, 840 to go in the fourth quarter of tonight's game. Minnesota just lost tonight's game. Uh, to Washington in a blowout, but it's looking like it's going to be Minnesota. Either way, what's going to be interesting to watch is we know for a fact when that play-in game comes around on 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 Tuesday, which most likely Tuesday, Ty is going to play Reggie Jackson and Paul George forty minutes. They're getting forty minutes, and they're going to be staggered. So more than forty minutes, maybe they might get more than forty minutes if, if we're being honest. But what I will say. There's going to be very few minutes, if any minutes at all, where neither one of those guys are on the floor. And they're going to be able to have some creation that they haven't had on the second unit since Eric Bledsoe's been gone. I know that sounds like an insane thing to say, but it's been the case. 
And it's where Bledsoe's, the trade of Bledsoe has been felt. But obviously, the second unit's gotten a boon from Robert Covington and eventually when Norman Powell comes back. And that's the other thing, right? So with Norm coming back, Norman's going to probably get 20, 25 minutes at least. So you're going to have two of the three on the floor at all times. And I think that gives the Clippers a chance in the play and against whoever they play. Oh, 100%. It doh- doesn't matter who they play. They'll have a chance because they have um, a top, what, top three, top four coach in the NBA, top three coach in the NBA. Uh, they have a deep lineup and they have um, just 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 a lot of, a lot of high IQ guys and guys ready to uh, contribute. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough because Minnesota's not the same team they were to start the year. Uh, Denver actually looks like a much more gassed version of themselves from earlier in the year. But uh, one guy who just doesn't stop is Nikola Jokic. And so, um, you know, you I, I think it's tough. It's definitely going to be tougher, in my opinion, to face Denver because you have guys who can let you up and um, you're not going to have the best player on the court because Nikola Jokic is probably going to be a back-to-back MVP, um, which is why, you know, I, I think Minnesota um, just has a, a bit more of an exploitable defense, I would say. Um, and I say that, you know, he- hesitantly because they do have um, they, they do have some solid guys in Jared Vanderbilt and Carl Towns has been pretty good this year. And uh I'm missing someone. Jaden McDaniels has been also has also been really good as a three and a four for them. So, and obviously Pat Bev. <laughs> I mean, we know Pat. We know Pat Bev is going to do what he does. But I think the wing guys, the wing guys, the lo- the lanky guys, the long guys that need to guard a PG or a Rocco or a Nick Batu, Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, like those guys. Um, you know, I, I think Pat. Well, size has never deterred Pat from stopping anyone defensively, but. I think it just helps to have the length that a Vanderbilt and a McDaniels offers you. Um, but yeah, I mean, Minnesota's going to be a tough out either way. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens when they get there. We'll see who's healthy when they get there and uh, kind of go from there. But it's, it's, it's looking, it'll be looking like it'll be a fun play in tournament. Yes. It'll be rather interesting to watch everything unfold. Um, but we'll be back kind of probably Friday, maybe because uh, the Clippers play Wednesday, they're going to be off Thursday and then, uh, we might record that day or maybe maybe we'll release a Saturday podcast because they're going to have practice most likely Friday. So uh, you got anything else you want to add? Like, is there anything else that's kind of piqued your interest in the last few days? Are you a Clippers fan who's gone to games early and occasionally seen Wesley Johnson on the sidelines? Well, boy, are you wondering what he's doing there? Well, I have the article for you. I interviewed Wesley Johnson the other day about coaching and his role with the team. And you should check it out. I posted it on Twitter a few times. You can check it out on clutchpoints.com or under my author profile. That is what intrigued me, especially given, you know, the events of the last few days uh, after that. So go check that out. That was a, I got to say, that was A, a shameless plug, and B, one I totally support. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I was was going for infomercial style, you know, uh, mesothelioma style kind of. Yeah, oh, I so. know what you were going for. It was actually incredible. So well done. Well done. Thank sir. you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate oh, it. man. All right. Tomer, I love always talking to you. Um, for people who don't know, Tomer and I, like the podcast is probably like 1% One of the stuff. Tom- yeah. Yeah. It's like 1% of the basketball that you and I talk. There's just so much stuff that can't make air and shouldn't make air and, and just everything in between. But, uh, Buddy, I'll probably see you in a couple days uh, on the podcast, but I'll definitely see you, uh, I guess, tonight by the time this drops. I'll see you tonight. 
uh, at the arena. We'll see if the Clippers can uh, beat the Phoenix Suns. And I know this won't mean much, but if they beat the Phoenix Suns, they'll have split the season series. I mean, what else would you want? What else uh, did you saying, ask for? I mean, you could ask for Kawhi return, actually. That's that's what's the lie. I'm just saying, man, like when you think about it, the Phoenix Fraud, Suns. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. We're getting a dangerous place here, buddy. Fraud. This is like Wells Fargo and Chase Bank calling you when someone else gets a hold of your credit card, okay? That's what we're that's what we're approaching the level of. <laughs> Fraud alert. No, I'm just kidding. The Phoenix Suns are an all-time great team. So <laughs> Buddy, I'll see you in a couple days. And everyone, I hope you're doing well. I hope this podcast finds you well. Stay safe. Uh the LA area is supposed to be very hot for the next couple days. So Make sure that, you know, don't leave your pets outside, please, because it is going to get pretty hot. So, so man, water. you got anything for the – yes, water for your pets if you do leave them outside. Well, and shade, people please. drink water. Oh, oh, yeah, stay hydrated. Yes. By the way, there's a YouTuber that I watch. Uh, he posts – he posts, a cl- like, a video, like, every, like, week or two. Uh, his YouTube name is Modest Pelican. He's hilarious. He's from Australia. He's hilarious. But the one thing he always says is stay hydrated. So like I'm just going to say that's that's a very wholesome thing. Hold on. Stay hydrated, people. That's right. Stay hydrated. You got anything for the good people on the way out? Besides stay hydrated? Um, Besides stay hydrated. Where do I start? Where do I start? So first of all. Um, okay. No. All right. Everybody, we'll see you later in the week. Take it easy. and We'll talk to you later. Peace.